Welcome, world, to episode 400 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alice Podcast. Woo! Woo! Big 400. So this yeah. will be the best oh. episode. You tuned in for a good Clearly. One. Yeah. Clearly. We have reached the pinnacle of the form, and mm-hmm. we are yep. now masters of our art of podcasting. Yep. We are sure and, uh, quitting our jobs and doing this full-time. We have a podcast network. Aren't you God. lucky to be here, listener? Oh, Look at you. Wait, I don't want to so be Joe Rogan, you. though. I don't. Do I, please don't make me be Joe Rogan. I don't no, want no, to no, be no. Joe Rogan. It's, it's 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 okay. We get so we get so in deep with it that they have to they have to keep us. They've already signed like a like a billion dollar deal. No matter what oh, we say okay. or do or platform. Yeah. You know, for a billion dollars, you can call me whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're just asking yeah, questions. Like, what if what if cancer is just you know. What if that's just what they want us to think? What if it's, it's not on really your head? There. Yeah. yeah. So, so okay, movies first. I'll get to movies. I okay. watched a bunch movies. of movies this week because I wanted right. to play Hell Divers but couldn't. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I saw Alex, that. Alex yes. had nothing but good things to say about Oppenheimer, listener. I liked it a lot. And there's a lot to like about Oppenheimer, namely all the cast and the performances. So good. This is this is a really good cast doing a really good job. You see a bunch of people that you wouldn't expect to see pop up in a movie like this, and they do, and they do a great job. Everybody um, Jr. gets to act again, like actually yes. act. I've been going but to them all day. It's <laughs> it's a boring movie about a boring sh- subject, and oh, whoa. L- literally half of it takes place in like. A semi-windowless conference room in yeah. some in some nefarious government uh, building. Like it's Saved just so fucking boring. You know what I you know what I remember from Oppenheimer, and I will carry forward with me through the rest of my life. Okay, and it's not good, and this doesn't reflect well on me at all. It's Florence Pugh's chest. I mean, I mean that was awesome to see. Yeah, that's all I can see. That's all I can say about Oppenheimer. Is Florence Pugh was hot, and I enjoyed seeing that. So um, I totally the bleacher scene where, where his soul caves in on itself. Nothing for you, huh? The bleacher scene after they drop the bomb, and he gives his triumphant speech. I bet the Japs won't like that, and he's like, "Oh God!" And he just starts visualizing people's faces being melted off. Yeah, no, I, I remember it, but no, it didn't make much of an impression, I'll be honest. Like, listener, oh, okay. if, you, if you're like, I could spend three hours tonight watching this or anything else that I find interesting, go for that thing you find interesting, because this is kind of interesting. It really like isn't. It better than Tenet. Uh, no, Tenet was Ooh. way more fun. Um, I watched Shots fired! Last, All right. I watched it's Last Voyage episode. of the Demeter, or the Demeter. Okay. Oh, the vampire one. Yeah, okay, so it takes one chapter of the original novel Dracula, which is the captain's log of the captain of the Demeter, which is the ship that was hired to transport Dracula's casket and all the earth from Transylvania to Mm -hmm. London to be delivered to Carfax Abbey. And so you know where this is going. Yeah, they're they're all going to die. Yes, and I watched the entire thing, really good cast. Remember the guy who was the Onion Knight in Game of Thrones? Everyone does. Yeah, he's the captain of the Demeter, and boy is he well cast. He's perfect for this role. He's you totally buy him back. as a sea. Yeah, you totally buy him as a sea captain. But then it just kind of goes through like the stupid monster movie things where no one understands what a vampire is, and they figure out that whatever gets bitten by the monster will burn up, will lose its mind, try to eat you, and burn up in the sunlight. So their plan to trap whatever has been, you know, killing all the crew, is to lay a trap and wait until night to spring it. 
And at that point, something drew me away from the television. I don't know what. And I didn't go back to finish it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> how, how long was it until someone got pulled to the ceiling? Pulled to the ceiling? Does anyone get pulled to the ceiling? Like, how no. how close to Alien does it get? Not at oh. all. It's about vampires. Good. Good. Uh, yeah. I was worried. It was just yeah, Alien but vampire. No, it's not that at all. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> and then the other day, I just saw, like, I was scrolling through Reddit, and I just saw the cover for Austin Powers 2. And I was like, oh, yeah, Heather Graham. What happened to her? There's a movie called Suitable Flesh on Shudder. Okay. That I, I've heard really good things about uh, Heather Graham's performance in. She is like a psychologist in a hospital. And a kid, and the plot of Suitable Flesh isn't bad. There's like, um, there's like a, a cosmic horror entity has been living in this old man. And the old man has been abusing his son his entire life and intends, and, the, and it's the entity basically. And the entity intends to jump into the son's body. The son, in no desperation, here. goes to the psychologist, Heather Graham, to, uh, for help. But, of course, he can't describe anything that anyone can believe. And, uh, and basically, she gets roped into the world. And the entity eventually decides that it wants to be inside Heather Graham's body. It's cool to see Heather Graham acting again after like 20 fucking years. It is cool. And this is a fun role that she gets to have a lot of fun with. But it's also like a pseudo-horror movie where it seems like all this otherworldly entity beyond time and space and comprehension really wants is to fuck various people while wearing as much clothing as possible. Uh. It's really weird. It's like a PG-13 movie with, like, sex all the way through it. It's fucking weird. Uh, so I would give it, like, I don't know, two stars. Ooh. Uh, also on Shudder, Destroy All Neighbors is about a prog rock musician um, living in a shitty little apartment building when a neighbor who just seems to come from fucking hell moves in next door and is making all, and like, screaming all the time blasting his music, banging on the walls constantly, and eventually he goes over there to tell the guy to please shut the fuck up, and the guy slips on some spaghetti and impales himself, and then pulls out on a the chain spaghetti? attached to his... Yes. Slips, no, he slips on spaghetti, impales himself on like a... on like a... Um, a metal tube. Oh, okay. Like, sticking out of his chest, and then Conveniently he yanks... Conveniently placed metal tube, yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, conveniently. And then he yanks on a chain attached to a cinder block, and the cinder block knocks his head off. So the guy didn't, the musician didn't do anything, but in a series of, of, of slapstick violence, almost everyone in the apartment building around him dies similarly. He never actually, well, no, he does end up killing one guy because he ends up fucking losing his mind, but the cat, but the supporting cast in this is kind of crazy. The guy who plays the neighbor Vlad, it's the blonde guy from Bill and Ted. It's the one who's not Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yes. Um, the the music the guy's music producer boss is Thomas Lennon from uh, Reno Nine One One. Kumal Nanjiani shows up just for one five minute scene as a security guard at an incinerator where the guy tries to incinerate a body and gets turned away. So it was just kind of it was kind of fun and funny. I'd give it three stars. And then uh, just last night I watched When or When Evil Lurks, which was fucking yeah, awesome. Horror movie kick. Yes. Well, um, I got inadvertently signed up for a month of free shutter so i'm taking advantage yeah, of it okay. 
When Evil Lurks is four stars. Um, it's a Spanish movie, not like Spain Spanish, not Mexican Spanish. In a world where God is dead. And it's never explained what that means. Just that God is dead and all the churches are empty. And the guy, uh, this guy and his brother are living out in the country and they end up um, coming across uh, like a mutilated body that they think is, is, um, is like this emissary of the church who's come to do a job in the area. They, reckon, they recognize what it is and so they search the area and in a neighbor's house they find a guy who is rotten. And they know exactly what rotten means. We, the viewer, have no idea what the fuck this means. But apparently this is something that has begun occurring regularly since God died. Um, a rotting person will, occur, will appear. And if you kill the rotting person in the wrong way, it will unleash a demon upon the world. And basically the entire area will be destroyed by this demon. Sounds like a um, dark Metroidvania. No, it's def it's definitely an interesting and original setup. It's a it's an interesting and original kind of religious terror world. I've never seen something that used religion, but the destruction of modern religion, and still told a pretty effective horror story. Um, so the they de they determined that the guy in the woods who died was going to come and solve and solve this problem and kill this thing properly. But given that local officials refuse to believe that it's even an issue, they have to pick up the body and take it elsewhere. And so they try to do that, but the body, like, disappears as they try to do that. And then people in the area start, like, losing their minds and, like, killing each other. Like, this guy, um, uh, this guy notices that one of his sheep is acting weird. And he, and he fires off, uh, he fires off a round from his gun to uh, to scare the flock and the entire flock of sheep streams away except for this one sheep's just staring or the uh, goat this this one goat just staring at him of course it's a goat and it, and his wife comes up behind him and is like don't shoot it don't shoot it with the gun if you shoot it with the gun you will release the essence of the of this thing you can't do that you can't do that do not do this do not do this and the guy is screaming at the goat pointing the shotgun at the goat's head and the goat walks up and puts its forehead to the, oh. barrel, of the, to the, okay. barrel of the gun okay that sounds creepy as shit Yes, and then I forget what it is, like the woman like, uh, the woman startles the guy, and the guy pulls the trigger, and as soon as the guy pulls the trigger and realizes what he's done, his wife swings an axe into his head. Mm. And then turns around and uses the axe on herself. Oh, um, it, it, is, it is a demented oh, fucking Oh yeah, that's movie. on the poster. Yes, it's fucking, it's a demented fucking movie. When oh, what happens to that border collie? The collie? Yeah. Uh, nothing happens to the collie, but there is a point kind of at the midway to the movie that uh, one of the brothers is definitely trying to is desperately trying to ex ex explain to his estranged ex-wife that we have to get out of here now. There's a rotten nearby. This entire town is fucked. We have to get out of here. She's like, you're just trying to screw with my life because you always hated me. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, you really have to shut the fuck up. Like, this is really fucking serious. Like, things are going to go crazy. And there's a couple of young kids wandering around this colossal dog dog sitting in the dining room and the dog uh. is sitting eerily still and whatever you think is about to happen with that dog it's worse <laughs> it's, like when it happens it's like oh my fucking god so yeah uh when evil lurks was was pretty pretty good i'd give that two thumbs up anyway video games uh video wait, games. wait have you watched the taylor tomlinson special yet absolutely i did yeah I watched okay. it so did i it was good mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was very funny it was i don't think it's as good as um 
uh, Look at You or Look at Me Now or something like that. Whatever her last one was. I loved her yeah. last one. This is still very, very good. I described it to a colleague. Like, this is like watching young Dave Chappelle. Like, she is so practiced. She is so professional. She is so poised. Mm-hmm. And her writing is excellent. Taylor Tomlinson is really going. She's, she's got a she's got a 40-year career in comedy, as far as I'm concerned. Did you finish your detective? It. Finish what? True Detective. I didn't start True Detective. Oh. You watched True Detective. We don't watch I that. I did. I, it was okay. Wasn't the best Just season. Just okay. Wasn't the worst season. Uh, I liked the choice it made with the end. I was worried it was going to go too supernatural. I liked the bow they put on it. Um, the dialogue's not great, but the acting is fantastic. And I... Well, Jodie Foster... Jodie Foster's amazing. Uh, this uh, MMA fighter turned actress is fantastic. Uh, the anti Ronda Rousey, I would say. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a good time. Great, great thing like makeup effects. There, uh, the 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 corpse this season is fantastic. Hmm. Um, had a really good time with it. But just like all the other seasons, my wife asked, "Is anything going to fucking happen this episode?" At least three times. <laughs> But she said that about every the season I made her watch. Maybe. Okay, well, that doesn't sound like a great show to me. It's honestly, each season could be two episodes shorter. Except for this one. This one was kept it tighter. It was only six episodes instead of eight. They learned. So, literally, two episodes shorter. Let's okay. see if I can get this improved. Season one could have been four episodes and it would have been great. It's not It's not HBO, is it? It is. Max. Um, True Detective Night County. Mm-hmm. Currently, oh, currently unavailable. What? I I got I got rid of my HBO streaming app because uh, the app it. itself is just fucking terrible. Uh, I don't know if it's good for a sub, but like if you ever run into it, it's 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 a good time. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So you were unable to play Hell Divers. Still, well, I, I nobody kept on was. Trying. The, the CEO told us to stop buying it. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. Today, today I was able to actually play a little right after work. And um, and I don't know, like, I'm, I'm at this weird limbo point where I don't have the gear that you need to do anything higher than a, a, a medium difficulty mission. But there's, like, that's, like, the third difficulty, and there's, like, nine of them. And I'm level 17, and at level 20, you unlock the railgun, which allows you to take down the bo- the mini-bosses that appear on level 4. And you unlock uh, a backpack that gives you a personal shield, which is a really big deal. And you unlock a mortar that fires things that stuns enemies, which is a really big deal. And so there's a bunch of tools that I don't have access to yet, and I basically have to grind out another two and a half levels to access them. Um, this is when I stop playing multiplayer games. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I don't mind the grind, and I, sh- and, I and if I was playing with other players, I'd probably enjoy it more because I, I do tend to enjoy it more, and you get a lot more done when you're running around with three other guys. So I'll probably go back to it, but I f- lately I've felt a strange compulsion to create a, another uh, character in Elden Ring and grind what, it. Whatever would have uh, uh, yeah, what? crossed you your mind. Palace, you, you can do the Palace of Moog, and uh, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I started that character in absence of Helldivers, and now I'm kind of torn between which of those two I actually want to do. And then there's Overwatch. So they how? nerfed my main again. Uh, what? No. That, that seems to be a habit. Somebody hates mm-hmm. Tracer. Almost as much as they hate Mercy. Any time I get eight plays of the game in a night, something's coming. I know it. And it did. <laughs> well, so it hasn't happened yet. No, they nerfed her yesterday. Oh, no. Yeah. 
what they damage do. Damage or health? Okay. Uh, neither. What, what, well, kind of damage. Um, what they did, and I was expecting them to nerf her projectile size, which is, which is the buff that allowed her to be so dangerous in Season 9. Like, basically, everyone got that buff. And if you're mm -hmm. using, you know, a weapon like Soldier, your, your projectile is this big. And if you're using a weapon like Tracer, it's this big. And so for a lot of people yesterday, they nerfed those projectile sizes. But for Tracer, they lowered her, they lowered the range at which her damage falloff starts. So now instead oh. of her da bullets doing less damage beyond 12 meters away, now it does less damage beyond 10 meters away. Which might awesome. sound like a big deal, but Tracer's range when I want to engage you and start shooting at you is 7 meters. Because That's the range at which my bullets are doing max damage and oh, okay. that is the exact range of a blink. So if I mm. get you down to almost dead with a clip, I blink in melee. So 7 meters is the meter you, is the distance you want to engage at, or 0. Like most of my 1 so, clips are like 0 meters basically. So it has not affected... Your no, that no I was I was kind of worried. Like last night, like I jump in, I'm like, okay, it's tracers. Am I still going to be able to do shit on tracer? And first of all, there's way less tracers being played all of a sudden. Thank you. And mm -hmm. uh, and the like, you know, we just run up to a guy, zip, one clip. I'm still good as long as I can still yeah. one clip, guys. I'm happy. Um, just earlier tonight, I was playing a little bit with my brother, and I think I went like 33 and 10 on um, on one of the new God, what is it called? One of the new five-point maps um, with a really good Orisa. Our, our, our tank totally diffed their tank, so we won. Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah, no, Tracer's still good. Anyway, video games. You know what you what could you be playing? playing, though? You could. Um, you know what you could be playing? I, I could be playing you, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. You could be, and it would be a good thing to do. It is as good as you have heard. Shit. Oh, really? The reviews You were kind of down on correct. it the other day. No, no, I am down on a few very specific control issues. As a game, it is, it, I'm not going to call it big budget because some of the facial animations are not, you know, they're not great. But the voice acting's good. But there's a big difference between, you know, Ubisoft throwing money at a Metroidvania and all these indie ones that I've been playing lately. It's just, it, it feels like a revelation that this game is they big have and not buggy. Oh, yes, they have, they have artistic and technological resources. But, there are two very specific control issues that I will not forgive it for. Number one, this is a 2D side-scrolling Metroidvania. It does not let you use the D-pad for movement. Uh, you have oh, to use yeah. an analog stick. It's That's equipment or something, complaint. isn't it? Yeah, the D-pad is equipment. The D-pad's like up for, up for potions, down to take a screenshot for memories. I mean, the D-pad's being used for things, but it would be so much better if you could use a D-pad for movement because there is some, like, Triple A, I mean, very, very, very technical platforming in this game. Some really hard, really precise stuff. And swinging the analog stick from one direction to the other all the way takes a little extra time. It's just not as accurate as the D-pad. So, not a fan of that. And the other one is it, it has... It has a world-swapping mechanic, kind of like Guacamelee did, where it's like there's mm -hmm. the, regular, the real world and like the phantom world, and there are yeah, specific things like that are in each. Yeah, yeah. They put that change on R3. Oh. You have to push the right stick in to do that. Fuck that. But that means yeah, taking your thumb Yeah, that's something you can accidentally do a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, you don't use the right stick for anything, thankfully. The right stick's I just don't like, empty. I don't like 
Oh, so you have got to, you have to take off your jump button or your attack button. Yes. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it should be L3. I don't like it. It should be L3 or it should be a bumper or something. I mean, it should I be I say a bumper just because it's something you want to like press yeah. like half a second notice. Yeah. Like, is, and, there, and, is, and there that, not, is there a free bumper? Can you not remap it? No, both bumpers. Now, now that I've unlocked most of the power, I'm not done. I've got like 20-ish oh, okay. hours in on it, it's, and the map only says 60%. So it's like, this is oh. big. This is a big game. If that was on the Steam Deck, um, that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you could just remap your controls. Um, yep. No, the both bumpers are being used, so it does, it does a very good job of slowly but surely evolving. Um, Sargon is the guy's name. His his move set. Mm-hmm. You're constantly unlocking new amulets, which is again stolen directly from Hollow Knight. 100. percent That's the exact same thing where you have like one star, two star, three star amulets. Well, yeah, no, it, it works. They just stole that from from Hollow Knight. That's great. Um, you are also unlocking unlocking more movement options. I mean, the first there's a dash, then a double jump, then there's like I just unlocked this where I can whip my sash out and grab something and pull myself to it. So there's a lot of lock tees where you're walking past, like you know what, I should be able to get to that. I'll come back in five hours and see what if I can do. So there's a lot of that, and it just I don't know. It, it keeps the world interesting. You don't want to fast travel too much because you want to kind of run around and see what you may have missed. The problem there, though, is that sometimes the reward is not does not feel fair compared to the nonsense you just had to go through. I went through one, a puzzle was last night, and it was a single room, and these spinning blades would come out from the background and mm. move, and you had to dodge them. you jump or dodge or jump on the wall to go over or be in the right place. Sometimes it covers the entire thing, and the only way to get past it is to have left a copy of yourself on the other side of the room because you can jump between copies of yourself. Little temporal thing. It took me 20 minutes to get it done. Uh-oh. Figured there better be something awesome at the top of this area. It was a skin. Ah. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes of work and some really hard platforming nonsense for a skin I'm not going to use. And that happens Hollow a lot. Knight would like, not do that. No, no. There's there's a lot of things where it's like sometimes you go through this ridiculous platforming section and you've got um, a Xerxes coin and the Xerxes coins you have to get back to solid ground for them to count as picking them up, kind of like the um, the strawberries in Celeste. Hmm. You can pick it up, but now you have to get back to where it's safe again. And those are worth the trouble because those are used for upgrades. But when they drop a skin at the end of like this ridiculous platforming, it's not. That's not okay. No. Combat is surprisingly deep like it never ever gets easy even regular guys will rock you because they'll they'll like your normal string is just like attack 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 right but you have enemies who will parry you after your second attack and if they parry you now you're open for the next attack so you have to like learn who's going to parry you when who you can knock in the air who you can hit low who you can drag around it never really gets old but it also, you never feel overpowered, and I find myself skipping combat a lot when I'm going through areas that I was already in, because it's like, I already beat them once, so I don't, don't need to do it again. Um, bosses feel harder than they are. Like, the first time you see a boss, it's just overwhelming, because of the amount of shit you have to do. But you have enough health, at least I do, that I can almost bully my way, bully my way through a lot of them, because Ugh. I've just got so much health. And it's probably because I've just been taking my time with it. Um, no, it's... As a Metroidvania from a big-name studio, this is what you would expect. This is really good stuff. Yes, it is overpriced really, by yeah. $10. I am really looking forward to it at 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's overpriced. 
And that's why but Helldivers... you finally get around to it. You'll enjoy it. That's why Helldivers was easy just to jump into. It's a reasonable price. Mm -hmm. um, hang on, I made a couple notes. It's a reasonable price. It is like fairly AAA presentation. And uh, I, I made one note over the course of the week. Which was just a which is just a cool little touch. Remember how last week I was saying that one of the things about Helldivers is everything happens slowly, like a reload mm -hmm. takes a while and it takes longer if your clip is empty. And if you go to reload, it's like you pop the clip out, you <laughs> grab this other thing, you jam the thing in, and then you still have to go through like two more little animations to finish reloading it. If you go through three of those animations and then have to do a dodge. Because, you know, a, a guy is about to spit acid at you or something. You land on the ground. Your gun's still not reloaded. But if you hit the reload uh, button again, what it does is those last two ch -ch animations. Okay. And you're back into it. It's a nice little touch. It's a nice little touch. There's a lot to love about Helldivers. Anyway. I will also say that the story it's telling is both good and easily understood. This okay. is not okay. some weird, inscrutable Metroidvania where you have no idea what's going on. It's telling a story. Of betrayal, and betrayal of betrayal, and ancient kings, and a cursed city, and it makes sense. Like, you understand motivations, you understand who's doing what, and you, nothing, nothing ever comes out of the blue where you're like, what the hell does that mean? No, it's it's telling a just a good tale that, you know, is interesting, and I want to see how it, how it ends. Any time travel jokes? Um, You do fight yourself a lot, so hmm. the city you're in... Mount Car, Q-U-A-R, Mount Char, I think it is, is cursed. And anybody who's in it, time flows differently. So you'll run across people who got there five minutes before you, but they're 90 years old, because for them, they've been there for 70 years. Ah. You're running around normally. Yeah. Um, I love that shit. You end up, yeah, you end up fighting yourself several times. Basically, Sargons that, that strayed from the appropriate path create their own little splinter Sargon, and you fight them and get, get a bonus from beating them. At one point, you fight two of yourself, and that was hard. So, not time travel jokes, but time it, travel does make use of, yeah, it, do, it does make use of the time travel mechanic huh. in not a gross way. Yeah, it's good. Very Watch for sale. Yeah, buy it on sale. Oh. It's good stuff. Alex? Uh, still can't say enough good things about Infinite Wealth. Except... Mm. It it ends well. It goes on for like 20 hours longer than you think. It's got so many weird-ass <laughs> fights and animation, little movie shit to throw at you. Settle in, because it's going to talk your ear off. But it, it, it has something worthwhile to say about American diplomacy, about organized crime, about uh, cults manipulating America. That's <laughs> uh, not Prussian at all. Yeah, um not, yeah. How they're kind of, maybe they're working for foreign powers. It's this whole thing that involves oh. Japan and mm. Hawaii in fun ways. About how America treats homeless people like shit, and how, in the same way that Japan treats recovered Yakuza like shit. Uh, I only have one complaint, and that's it has one very specific upgrade material you need for your late game weapons, and it stops selling it to you three acts before the end. It is bullshit. Oh. It Can is you so cool. Enemies? Can you get more of it anywhere? Nope, it's gone. Could oh. you? Could you have just bought more of it three acts ago if you knew that? This yes, was you coming? could. Oh, and I auto saved oh, my way out of that. It is some bullshit. I had so much money too. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be patched out. It's it's kind of offensive. 
Yeah, that's still had a great time. It is a wild ride that is a steal at twice the price. I, I barely touched the uh, the um, <coughs> island minigame. What's it called? Animal Crossing shit. That's just a great hmm. game. It it also ties into your human Pokemon shit. It's great. It's inc- it's it's so much deeper than you expect it to be. And I expect how many it hours? Pretty deep. How long was it? Uh, I I think fifty, but it's a that's pretty good. deep fifty. Yeah. Like I like I remember a lot of it. Like it doesn't blur together. Like it feels like two and a half games. Nice. It, it's it's really good. Have you moved on? Is there a next uh, people who universe? who've got who've played more Yakuza games will get more out of it than I did, but I understood enough. But uh, I I probably should have watched some recap vids of Zero and stuff. <laughs> that probably would have been helpful. Yeah, because this is like anyway. a farewell to that one character, right? That one character, yeah. No, he's 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 a he's the second lead. He gets you when you go to, back to Japan. He's basically your lead, and the and his whole thing is just we're playing off all the Yakuza stories. He's supposed he's canonically fifty. He looks thirty nine, but let's, let's don't worry about it. Well, he is Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how that's it goes. Mm-hmm. They age differently all at once, but at like sixty or seventy. Yep. He looks great in a suit. Oh, these suits! There's so many fucking great suits. He wears this like. Ooh. This gray jacket towards the end, where he's all like cold and aloof. It's just—it's one of the sexiest jackets I've ever seen. It, it's a sexy tweed jacket in a video game. I don't compliment <laughs> that shit. That's how good it looks. Speaking it's of aging Asians, speaking of age, aging Asians, I did watch the Brother's Son all the way through on Netflix. Was that fun? That it fun. was. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was funny, and it's just awesome to see Michelle Yeoh being like this, yeah. this, this badass matriarchal. matriarch. But yeah. as a Michelle Yeoh fan, it bothered me that I never saw her in like a tank top or something. Like, you know, mm. show me your shoulders. I don't know why that bothered me. Well, because you know dressed... she can pull it off and look great. I know, because I'm sitting here just staring at Michelle Yeoh the entire time. Just going, they could have sexed her up a little. But they didn't. <laughs> no, she would be so it, disappointed it, in you for thinking that. You know. It was fun. It, look at it, you it was just funny. Like, it's awesome to see Michelle Yeoh do anything and uh the the guy who's like the badass son there's one son who was actually raised by the triad in china and one son who was raised fairly soft in america the badass triad son every time there's an action sequence with that guy it's fucking awesome it really the trailer is. looked great it, it's a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it was it was a good little gift for uh, for netflix uh, so what are you playing now that you're done with yakuza or infinite well uh like a dragon uh, i uh, it I keep bouncing off of uh, Dark Souls 3 and Elden Ring for no reason in particular. Really? feel like leveling up a character towards, you know, kill Moog mm-hmm. for no reason. Just just feeling mm-hmm. it. feels like the right time, even though it's like four months feels, away, but we'll get to feels that. Feels like an appropriate time. No, no, it's time. It's it time. does. It does. <laughs> time is now. Uh, oh, yeah. So remember last week I was telling you guys about a Wacomote that I wanted to get for Tracer? It's and my, Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was I, convinced. I saw the video. Yep. Yeah, I was convinced it was a Wacomote. My brother was convinced it wasn't. Well, I unlocked it today, and it's definitely a Wacomote. And that's the uh, that's the maniac. first YouTube link I gave you. Yeah. <laughs> should uh, we should we talk about the Borderlands trailer? I don't want to. I didn't to. even fucking watch the Borderlands. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna you go should, right now to YouTube. You should here. watch oh, the before Borderlands I do that, trailer. Listener, when, while we're on things you can watch on YouTube, Quinta Brunson is this week's guest on Hot Ones. And oh, uh, I do want to. There's see that. a. Tra- there's a trailer out now for Boy Kills World. Gotta look for that. 
starring Bill Skarsgård. Yes. Watch the trailer for Boy Kills Co-sign World. Co-sign looks, Boy Kills looks World. Looks fucking fun. awesome. Anyway, let me see this Borderlands. She, uh, for it being afraid diet, of Guardians spicy of the food, Galaxy, I, I, I... Oh. It is also, unfortunately, miscast in at least very, one, very if not much. two, maybe three specific important Yeah, Ke- parts. Kevin Hart is... Kevin Hart is the soldier uh, guy. I, I mean, yeah. that's not what's bothering me. Like, I, I love Kate Blanchett, but like, it, it should have been. Who's who's from those Resident Evil movies? It should have oh, been her. Um, Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give her a check for making another bad movie. I'm fine totally. with that. This is gonna be bad. And don't get me wrong. I love Kate Blanchett, but no. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Look, it's it's not. It, look, it was so bad. Craig Mazin demanded his name get changed on the script. That's shit that doesn't really happen anymore. This, I don't, ugh. Jack Black, I don't like in that role. Neither do I. The voice doesn't sound right. It seems like a studio note. He's wrong for it. Mm-hmm. And not I'm sure it'll be having, fine, but. I'm sure it'll be fine, but it's still not, it's not Claptrap. And not having Ashley Birch involved in some way, it's not Tiny Tina. It's not. Oh, that's yeah, true. But I, I don't mind Tiny her Tina. actually. She's she's kind of she's, she's not bad, but putting the most effort into it. Let's put it that way. I gotta hear her switch her voice. Like, you need to blah, 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 to the bellow. I want to hear, doesn't I hear her to do that. that. Oh, see, that's it's funny when you go back and think about the first two Borderlands games and like, wow, I the writing that. was actually good. <laughs> two in the you know person. what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to dissent from my colleagues here, and say this. Doesn't look as terrible as I had imagined. Exactly. And, uh, it, it's not bad. It it's not could be okay. Bad. It could be. It could be okay. It, this could I be one of those movies that be. really was fixed in post. Watching, I, watching I, Kate Blanchett be a badass with future revolvers looks kind of neat. I know, but... Uh, I, I think Handsome Jack was legitimately well played, and I honestly don't think the movie version will be better. We'll see. True. Is there a I movie version of Handsome pleased. Jack? Yeah, he's the villain. They're basically oh, okay. yeah, they're, just, they're basically doing two. Yeah, unless Shooty McShootface shows up and says, "Shoot me in the face." <laughs> Show me the face. Oh, I will ben not Moxie. be happy. Shoot, yeah. yeah. No, like they're they're Shoot they're involved with it. Shoot me in the face. Shoot uh, me in the face. Uh, Randy Pitchford called the beginning of the Borderlands Cinematic Universe, and Randy, oh. just go away. Shut oh. the fuck up. God, no. That last tell us the Borderlands was so bad. It was Ooh, so green bad. lit that shit. I don't know. It was just ugh. they should they should have just made a movie out of that, the first one. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. Would totally I would have been really win. excited for that. That's a you good story. That, okay. that doesn't that doesn't look as bad so, as Reddit led me to believe. Who do you it's cast as bad. Handsome Jack? Who's Handsome Jack? Um, Who can be I, handsome? It can't Jack? be Ryan Reynolds, but it should have. And don't say Matthew McConaughey either. Don't no, I do wasn't. It. I wasn't. I no. wasn't. Who's the other? Who's the other guy? There's in, in the next uh, in the next Deadpool. It's Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh Jackman. What about Hugh Jackman as Handsome Jack? Uh, you know what? Maybe give give him kind of a, a cheesy, bigger than life character to play. He totally could. He'd be great. Oh at fuck, it. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Ooh. No. No. Yes. Why not? I'm not saying because because I've seen that character from Sam Rockwell repeatedly. I think specifically the villain okay, fair from uh, Charlie's Angels. 
Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. And I haven't seen that from Hugh Jackman, but I know he would do it well. And he is literally very, in fact, ha- like a good third of Taylor Tomlinson's recent set is about how good looking he is. So, okay. What about the guy from who had the robot hand and Logan? I don't know who that is. You know, oh, I'm talking about. I, exactly. I can picture oh, you know, him. I, d- I don't know. Yeah, who yeah. That he, is. he was like, what, the, like the. The uh, Holbrook, not Hal Holbrook, in, something Holbrook. But the, the guy who had teeth—that was in the Merovingian in 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 Dream, no. in um, in the Netflix Sandman series, right? Same guy. Yeah, he had the guy with no eyes. Yeah, yeah that, that, guy, was that guy. Yeah, no, I don't think that's a bad casting choice. But again, that's a role we've seen him in repeatedly, and that's why so I think Jackman for? is a more. That's why I think Jackman's a more interesting choice because we haven't seen hmm. that from him, and he would have a lot of fun I, with I don't it. know if i buy Jackman as slimy, and Handsome Jack is slimy. That's the I, thing. That's the also, thing. Handsome Jack is... You get to hands, see... Here, here, handsome Jack is tall. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is not Just because tall. the character, Logan, is short. I, Hugh Jackman's not a tall man. Fucking... No. Yeah, and, and Elijah Wood I'm is not like a, a hobbit, but with I'm forced sorry. perspective, you can make it work. <laughs> Apparently, totally Lady Gaga I think Elijah like Wood is a hobbit. Hmm, I never imagined she was petite. She's like, a, like you see her next to like normal sized people. She's a munchkin. It's really funny. <laughs> okay, so uh, because it's the 400th episode, mm-hmm. uh, midweek Chamberlain we emailed me and Alex and says, uh, "You guys gotta come up with your four favorite games for for the podcast for our 400th podcast." And I'm like, what are the mm-hmm. criteria for, like, the best games? I like, said, what whatever. are you talking about? He goes, he goes, there are no criteria, just whatever you would say are the favorites. Mm-hmm. For whatever so, whatever rationale you use, however you want to do this, this is your Mount Rushmore. First of all, we have for been which playing games. You? We have been playing games collectively, I would say, for 90 years combined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. Yes. And Since 1996 for me. And dialing that down to four is an offensive. Like you were, you're excluding so many of the it's all-time greatest video games. It's a meme, and I really, I really fucking hate that. It is so. What I decided difficult. was, what I decided was, I'm going to take the four games that are most important to me. And Alex said he squeezed in five, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to add another one right now. I do also have an honorable mention. So these are the games that when I think back on gaming, on my entire history of gaming going back to the time I was a kid, what are the ones that were hugely meaningful to me? Okay. And the ones that I look, look back on and think of purely fondly. First of all, Super Mario World. Mm. Okay. And I played, I played Super Mario Brothers in 1 and 2 and 3. But World was magical. It was absolutely magical, and in fact, they are still chasing the near perfection of Super Mario World with the most recent fucking entry. Like, what was it, Super this Mario is the Wonder? One with, with they're the just trying Wonder. to, yeah, they're just trying to be as good yeah, as Super Mario and, World. Yeah, the first again. Yoshi, and they, yeah, and they yeah. didn't get it. The even even Mario Wonder can't fucking nail the excellence of Super Mario World even today. Number two, Doom. Okay. And I mean Doom twenty sixteen. Or Doom, uh, the sequel to 2016, or Doom 3, or Doom 2. I mean Doom. Or Doom, Doom 64. We, 
No, not Doom 64. We got yeah, it's like Doom as in we got Doom running on a calculator. Doom. Specifically mm-hmm. the first act of the original Doom, Doom Knee Deep in the Dead. I played Doom Knee Deep in the Dead like like a meditation after school for years. I would just sit down and blitz through that campaign basically without even thinking about it and just hundred percenting levels as I as my brain worked and worked through the problems of the day. And by the end of it I felt better. Because I had killed a bunch of alien for, monsters. For the listener, Doom came out on December 10th, 1993. You, you know, from the MRI machines. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see yeah, that it one? Was, it, was, it was very, very old, but it was also the first game to provide the first-person shooter experience in that fantasy. Like, you could say Wolfenstein. No, Doom did it. Eh. Doom actually pulled it off. Like, Wolfenstein kind of suggested it. Doom did it. I did not have and fun then, playing the Wolfenstein thing in the game, like the 2D version that he dream about. Like, this this needed to stay in the past. Yeah. Yeah, that and, one does uh, not hold up. It does not. No, it absolutely doesn't. And even today, if I were to, like... Like, I'm not saying that these are the games that I would want to be on a desert island with today. That's a very different list. No. Mm-mm. But looking yes. back at the history of the games, the greatest games of all time, Super Mario, Super Mario, uh, Super Mario World, Doom... And then I would say personally, Thief the Dark Project. Hey, excellent. Which to me, yes, which to me was the first immersive sim that I ever checked out. And this one specifically really spoke to me because of the amount of interactivity with the environment, the quality of the artificial intelligence, the quality of the sound design, the atmospherics, um, just sneaking around and knocking guys out with your sap. I fucking, I don't know. I just, I love Thief the Dark Project. Did you get water arrows in that one? Exactly. Uh, yes, I think you did. Definitely got water arrows did, yeah. in that one, and you 100% got moss arrows because that's also the one where you go to like that hammer facility, and all the floors are are metal, and there are sequences where you have to shoot moss arrows on the floor to get through it. And there's rope <laughs> arrows. There's all kinds of cool shit in Thief, and the fact that Ubisoft's I think it was Ubisoft's Thief remake back on the PS4 was like a pale, a pale imitation. Just made them all the was more that insulting. Ubisoft? I th- yeah. It was either Uni- Ubisoft. Wait, no, it might have been IDOS. Yeah, IDOS sounds right. I think it was IDOS, yeah. Anyway, Thief the Dark Project. And then I'll say Okami. Hey! Oh, okay. And, okay. I was like, I bet then, he puts that on there. If I was going to go back and replay Okami, I would get bored as shit. Like, there's just too much yeah, fucking dialogue I to did. wade through in Okami. But, but that's not what I think about when I think about Okami. I think about doing awesome combos with this colossal sword that's floating on the back of the wolf that I am. Just going, you hold down the button, release it, bam, hold down the button, it powers up, bam, you're slashing these things. And then you like freeze time and you draw a bomb into the world and that bomb explodes mm-hmm. like fireworks and everyone erupts into flowers. Like Okami was, is, and still is something very, very special. And then I, finally, I respect anything that can feel that alive and free on a PS2. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like the presentation was, and probably still is amazing. And then finally, I gotta say Overwatch. And I don't say Overwatch 2. We all knew it. Yeah, I know. I just can't stop playing it. Originally, Elden Ring was on the list, but... But really, we'll like... But Elden Ring, just because Elden Ring is one of the greatest games of all time, I don't know that... In ten years' time, I'm going to look at it and feel more strongly about Elden Ring than I currently do about Bloodborne, or Sekiro, or uh, or Dark Souls, or yeah. Uh, that said, 
Honorable Mentions, Elden Ring, Dishonored, Bioshock, Valkyria Chronicles, Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted, <laughs> The Last of Us, Infamous, Ghost of Tsushima, Dead Space, Dead Island, Dying Light, Bloodborne, Virtual Fighter 4, Killer Instinct, Breath of the Wild, Dark Souls, Demon's Souls, Sekiro, Link to the Past. You're a rule breaker is what you are. Hey, those are honorable mentions. That's all it is. Refuse to be fettered. But and I know <laughs> I know I've said I, a, I know I've said a lot in the past, um, but I'll just reiterate that I've wanted to get into multiplayer shooters since Halo. And I kept on trying. And multiplayer shooters kept on saying, uh no, not you. You're not good enough. <laughs> and I tried. <laughs> and the experience very clearly told me I wasn't good enough until I was at a very, very low place in my life in 2016 when Overwatch came out, and I decided to give it a try just because the internet wouldn't shut up about it, and it turns out I could have that experience, and I could run around with a team and help my team, and then eventually I could get good with Tracer. And if you scroll down to the bottom of our email chain today, gentlemen, you'll see... A link that says, I'll see if I can pulse break. And this is just from last night after mm -hmm. they mer nerfed my main. And the first thing that happens is uh, the enemy have the point. I'm kind of sneaking towards the point, And I say to my brother, I'll see if I can pulse the break. And then I turn a corner, blink up to her, stick, got her. And that opens the point and we take the point back. I have Dang. gotten good at Overwatch. That still feels fucking awesome to this day. And it's been, what, like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. It's been seven years since Overwatch came out. And I'm still loving Overwatch. So absolutely, Overwatch is up there for me. It's, you've uh, got <clears throat> many, many, many hours invested. And yes, it is an investment. I mean, if, 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 yeah, if this, were just, if this were just about hours, then World of Warcraft would be on there. Or Final Fantasy XI. But no, it's not. Well, no, because hours was a consideration for me. That's what fair. Was a consideration? 100% fair. Oh, uh, man. Time played. No, no. If, if, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's whatever's important to you. And, okay. and when I think back, like when I think about gaming, I think back to the ultimate pleasure of gaming. I think back to renting a Super Nintendo with my older brother and staying up till five in the morning eating ice cream and cookies, <laughs> playing Mario, playing Super Mario, uh, Super Mario World. And not yeah. finding everything, because that game was nefarious with how it hit stuff. Yeah, but whatever. It was just it was just pure gaming bliss mm -hmm. at the time. Alex, what do you got? I've got five. And my criteria for this was mostly can I imagine a better version of this genre? Can I imagine a better version of this game? And if I just if I couldn't, it went on the list. Uh, from okay. a number five. I like that. The best JRPG I can think of and could defend is Final Fantasy VI. I think Square Enix is terrified of remaking it, and I think they've been chasing the high of its final act for 20 years. I can't think of a better ending to a game. I can't think of a more impactful way that, like, you know, they, games have tried to do the thing where you lose two-thirds of the way through the game and you got to get the band back together, and no one has come close to this. It... It starts out as a really positive rah-rah where the rebels against the evil empire and just breaks those people and builds them back up. And it's a beautiful game. I would recommend to anybody. And it's funny shit. Kefka. Oh, God, Kefka. Kefka. Like the, one, one of the, the best, best scores that's ever been composed for a game. Like they just, The Pixel Remaster score is so fucking good. If you just go to YouTube, that end credit suite is some of the best 
work any composer has put into a game. Uh, I remember I haven't the end credit sequence for that in... game is like half an hour long. Yes. Like, it's ridiculous. But you watch it, the whole thing. It's a pastiche of all the character themes, and they're all fucking bangers. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played it in five years, and I remember so much about it. Because I am not paying twenty bucks for it, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not. <laughs> it's a, it's an SNES game. Come on, Square Enix, come on now. Yeah, but if it's one of your favorite games of all time, like I told, well, would I, I would pay, t- I would easily pay ten or fifteen for a version of Super so. Mario World on my Switch. But I still played the living shit out of it when I had a Game Boy Advance. The shit out of it. There you go. Yeah, I pretty, I memorized. It. I don't think I can play it again. But yeah, uh, for. Number four, and the best Western RPG I can think of, not a big surprise for me, going to be Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Because I can't think yeah, of... Yeah, that would have been an honorable mention for me if I thought of it, absolutely. No, I just I can't think of a better story that could be told by an RPG, which is what is the most perfect metaphor for America. It's a carousel of fascists, re- Republicans, and oligarchs chasing each other and everyone losing. And I just, it, it's so tragic and beautiful and interesting and funny. I, I think Dead Money is one of the best stories a, a single piece of DLC will ever tell. It, the best high story a video game has ever told. I, it is hard to look at. It is a, it is a, a face only a mother could love. But man, if you have never played it before, if you could just grin and bear it, if you could just put up with it for like 10 hours, I promise you. <laughs> you will find something <laughs> about America worth seeing that maybe you haven't thought of before. Strange. If, like they, gave, if they gave New Vegas uh, a Starfield-quality visual makeover, fuck, I'd be all over that. Fallout 4 New Vegas has been in production for like seven years, and I'm so yeah, sick of it. It's like a mod, right? It is. Mm-hmm. There's a total conversion mod, and they were going to do the original voice acting, but then Bethesda's lawyer said no, so they've had to cast it from YouTube. So they, I think they gave up. <laughs> That's a heartbreaker for me. But it's it still holds up. I played it last year on the deck. Play it on the Steam Deck. It, yeah, it, it's, it's, hard, it's easier to look at there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just, it's you such a breeze. That, Wayne Newton is such a good DJ. That soundtrack kicks ass. <laughs> um, Matthew Perry is fine. <laughs> yeah, he's just there. But he was a, yeah, I think he was a there. fan of Fallout 4 and that's, or Fallout 3, and that's why he's there. Yeah. But no, it's everything you've heard. Um, my third best game of all time, XCOM 2. Because mm. they have sure not tried to make an XCOM sense. Because I can't mm. think of a, a better version of that game that could be made. It is it is a a board game, tactical strategy. Uh, how do how do I, how do I put it? Like it, it is endless. You could play it for months. The same campaign. There are mods that can make that campaign four times as long. They added extra loot to make it less tedious. It's apparently great. I've never tried it. I have put over three hundred hours into it. I don't think oh, I can ever God. play it again. <laughs> but I loved every second of it. Every class they added made sense. Like they're like they added grappling hooks, and you're like, that doesn't sound like it'll change much. But no, you can just. Why would you want enemies closer to you? And they made characters around that to make it awesome. Like it, 
it, it, it came out seven years ago, and there's not a whole lot of games that look much better than it. Like, the textures still pop. The plastic and metal looks real. It is one of the few games that I would say is truly endless. Like, if you're still playing it 20 years from now, I would be like, <clears throat> yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> XXCOM 2. They didn't have to make it as, you know, varied as they did with the last piece of DLC, but they made, like, two and a half games in there. They literally said we could either make uh, the DLC or we could make XCOM 3, and they just slapped it in there, and it fits. I can't recommend it enough. Okay. Number two, the best Metroidvania I can think of, big shock for you all, Hollow Knight. Hmm. Again, came to me at a time in my life where I was just like, what am I doing? I ne- I had a, I needed a new uh, I I only ever had fifteen bucks and I needed something to take my mind off shit and I just I didn't see it coming I saw good reviews it looked well made I'm like there's something about this art quality that speaks to you know this looks this does not look like a turn and burn little indie project this looks professional and it is so much better than I ever dared hope I have I've never filled up save files on a game before I did it on this. Oh, wow. gives a six. It is one of it is str- most strangely moving game I've ever played. I did not expect to empathize with these little cartoon bugs as much as I do. I I still do. I I could pick up and play it right now. Uh, my wife got me the little art book for my for Christmas. It's gorgeous. Ooh, cool. It's it's literally just a wanderer's journal. Uh, it the 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 fan art this thing is inspired is wild. I am. I am heartsick waiting for Silk Song. <laughs> I man, I guess it's never coming out. Uh, no, it will. Maybe. It is a warm blanket of a yes. game. It is. Is it weird to call it the the my neighbor Totoro of gaming? The what of oh. gaming? Like it's like like the anime film that broke through mainstream. This is like the oh my kind of like indie platformer that like is as beloved. Uh. My Neighbor Totoro was much easier to consume. There are parts of Hollow Knight yeah, that are I, really hard. Hollow Knight is very cruel. Very yeah, cruel. I, I think I think a lot more people know about Totoro than Hollow Knight. I guess. And I'm not saying a lot of people don't know about Hollow Knight. Like, you know, Hollow Knight is, in the modern age, fairly popular. But mm-hmm. Totoro has been around for, you know, like 30 yeah, years no. or 20 years. and Maybe not mainstream. But still, people who know, know. It yeah. is obviously the best deal in gaming history, pretty Ooh, much. Dolly, yeah, like, fuck. Like, yeah. Here's a 40 hour. Uh, you pay, you well, you know. Mm-hmm. Metroidvania. Go More than nuts. that. Yeah, no, Hollow Knight is an absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Masterpiece. And I, after a lot of back and forth, it used to be like four different games, but here it is. <laughs> the single best uh, game I have ever played. Well, and I think I would pull up as like one of the best games ever made is Hollow Knight. I mean, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> is Elden Ring. Fair enough. Okay. I it I almost put Bloodborne, but like there is something about making a Dark Souls that is so open ended that you cannot run into a corner. It's it's a simple solution, but how do you make three different Souls games that are fun in three different directions at any given time. How did they do that? How does this, how does every <coughs> run feel fresh? I've like the f- four times I played this game has felt like the first time because I keep running into different shit at different times. 
I always forget enough. I never know exactly where I'm going or what I'm looking for. And I get stuck on different bosses every time with each build I try. It yeah, is... the, the flexibility of your build in Elden Ring is kind of ridiculous. The fact that you can do so many different things. And they can all work. They can all work. But you will all fall towards Godskin Duo. It's just going to happen. You're going to have to die to that motherfucker like 50 times. But you'll get through it. And you'll feel proud of yourself afterwards. And that is not something video games usually make you feel. I saw a Reddit post the other day where this guy's girlfriend, uh, he convinced her to get into Elden Ring. And she's getting into it. And she's really enjoying it. And uh, she's really certain that she doesn't want to be spoiled by anything. So as she's approaching Good the luck. Godskin duo, he's like, okay, now are you sure you don't want to be spoiled about anything? And Because he knows he she had a rough time with the last God, Godskin <coughs> she fought. And... Uh, she, she goes, yeah, no, no, I'll give it a shot. And then she went and one-shot them. <laughs> Whoa. Like, she she nice. got in trouble, but she just kited them around the environment and just did a perfect job and did it perfectly, and he was kind of disappointed. Uh, <laughs> ever since they nerfed, um, what's it, the Mimic tier, I cannot, I just can't. I, got, I summon folks, I'm like, fucking help me. That fat bastard, when he's the last one left, he just blows up the whole fucking arena. I can't, I just, I can't. Oh. Uh, Man, like the f- like the first time I killed the fire giant, I was just like, God, I was supposed to use the horse the whole time. It's so stupid. Ah, yeah, you just use the horse and just attack his feet. That's it. That's all you have to do the whole time. No, I was off horseback <laughs> every time yeah. I fought fire giant. Fucking Elden Ring. That never even occurred to you. No. Like, like that the only game thing you kind is, of fight on horseback sometimes are dragons, and even then I didn't like doing it. Ugh. It just, everyone has a different experience, and they're all positive in their own ways. Well, not all of us have positive Yeah, you know what, as as I'm playing through it, creating this new character, you know what I really wanted to say to you, Jim? Mm-hmm. I, I was, like, you know, when I create a new character, the first thing I do is I just, I light this fire, I go north to the first, third church America, I light that fire. You go to the one uh, south of the gate front, you light that fire. Uh, Melina shows up and gives you the thing to level up and summon Torrent. And then I go and I get my sword, and then I turn around and I start and I clear the camp. Because that first camp by the gate front is where you get the thing that allows you to apply Ashes of War to your weapons, which are just like special moves. And I was reminded that you never even did that. You never cleared that camp. Nope. You never, you basically, like, you you didn't recognize, or you didn't recognize that that entire, all of Limgrave is like the tutorial for Elden Ring, culminating in Stormville Castle. And you never finished it. And I really just wanted to say, like, you need to fucking do this. (laughs) Like, you're denying yourself so much gaming pleasure. By there, there was yeah, there was a time where I never thought I would beat um Morgoth. Like the first major stumbling block of the game, and he's just kicking my ass. But I did it. And it got a little easier every time. Yeah, and that's and like you know, we've we've said a lot that like the experience of a Souls game is coming up against a situation which seems impossible and then and then overcoming the impossible. And that's the pleasure of these games. And man, I wish I you know, just as your friend it's like it's like you've never it's that, like but, uh, it's like we're teenage boys and you've never been kissed and I'm trying to set you up man I'm trying to set <laughs> you up with the I... hottest girl in school and you're just like nah man I want to <clears throat> sit here in the AV room and watch cartoons I came back to Hollow Knight not once but twice at your, to your two's urging 
And mm-hmm. eventually, this, this is a Hollow Knight situation. Stuck. Yeah, this is a Hollow Knight I, situation. I, I think we need to keep on harping on this. I, and, the schedule's and I was, a bit was, full right now with because uh, I was I was as I was doing it, I was also reflecting on the fact that you know of all the Souls games, the most accessible is a hundred percent Elden Ring. It there is, there the is this celestial games. giant centipede skeleton that I that is just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Uh, I'm really looking forward to replaying through it again. I'm really looking forward to Shadow of the Earth Tree. One day I need to do a dex build, but I just keep on getting... Oh, a dex build's fun. You talk about kiting. You can kite everybody. Just run. And just just slice them up with scimitars. It's great. Alright, so Jim, what do you got? So, my criteria was... It was twofold. One, it is something that I see as either the creator or defining moment of a genre. Something you can look mm. back from 50 years from now and say that is where this genre either began or was codified mm. as to what it is. And two, it needs to be something that's still playable today. If you plug it in on its original hardware, it will not offend you. Which cuts out the entire PS1 era and a lot of PS2. Because... I, I <clears throat> We've had this discussion before that, that early 3D is offensive. Good pixel yes. art is forever. They did not Good, keep the can... Popeye arms in Final <clears throat> Fantasy Rebirth. <clears throat> yeah, no. They, go back and play Final Fantasy VII on a PlayStation and tell Perfect. me it's not terrible. Yeah, you can't Nine, do it. I would, I would make an argument for, but that's about it. Nine, and Nine had better warped. character design than Seven did. They worked within the limitations better. Or they just had more polygons to play with, one of the two. Um, but that being said, I'm going to break all those rules from my honorable, my honorable mention. Um, in what my eyes is the best Western RPG, better than both its prequel and its sequel, is Mass Effect 2. Mm. Right. Mass Effect 2 has Agreed. my favorite cast of characters. That is, of that any is game a great choice. Played. And... It, it's it's. I mean, tell me someone who tell me someone who didn't pick one of the someone in romance and was completely happy with it. Tell me someone who doesn't know who 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 Rex is, Shepard. I mean, it's it's become part of the lexicon, and it's been ruined. And 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 I know now that Bioware magic means human suffering. So this game <laughs> is literally built on the back of backs of people who worked insane hours, which is terrible. But still, Mass Effect Two. <laughs> Is amazing. It is amazing. Alex, you've replayed it's these. It's like a suicide mission for for a developer. Yeah. Oh, oh. God. I never thought about that. Yeah. One. But yeah. But hey, close your eyes. You can hear that theme, can't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I love that it fixed the boring bits of the first game and made them mm-hmm. playable. The combat is better. Your build matters. And just the cast. I love the cast. And I played as male shepherd. I played as the wrong shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I still love the game. Still love. I love Mark Muir. Jennifer Hill's better. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I won't but argue I love that. I, I mean, I, I started with the first one as my shepherd. I took him all the way through all three games. Same save file. All three games was awesome. So my he's actual like, number got, four. Like a, he's then. got a John Wayne thing going on. I've always liked. He does. Yeah, he really does. So my actual number four is actually very similar to Chance's first entry. Mine's actually Super Mario Brothers three. Because. Okay. That, for me, was, is the shining example of, of 2D, the first shining example of a 2D platformer, because... And that was not NES? Only is it, yes. Yes, NES, yeah. Yes. 
Not only is that significantly bigger than, than the previous games, but it got the physics right. If you go back and play Mario 1, it's stiff. It doesn't feel right. Mario 2 is not actually a Mario game. It's, it's a reskin of something else, so that doesn't count. Mario 3, though, you can play it now on an NES, it still feels good. The physics are right. And you add to that that it's like, what, ten times the size of the first Mario game? It's amazing yeah, and, that they fit and, all that on and NES. And like cartridge. Mario World, there was a lot to discover. There were a lot of secrets. Oh, and Mario One yeah. had secrets. Like Mario World had a ton. I, I still think of uh, that scene at the end of The Wizard with Fred Savage, where he <laughs> finds where he finds the flute. Warp Zone, everyone freaks mm-hmm. out. Anyway, okay, go on. I mean, and Mario Three had those, or you could play it through. I remember specifically when I was a kid, and you know you had to like trade back and forth. You take turns. You play until you die. You play until your game over. My brother would get so mad when I would pick up Mario 3 because I could play four hours <laughs> without <laughs> losing all my lives because I knew the game so well. And it's just, it's, it's a, many formative memories in, in Mario Bros. 3. Second one, number two, or actually number three, if we're counting backwards, so four was Mario Bros. 3. Number three is, in my eyes, the game that also kind of codified an entire genre to the point where it is part of the name of the genre and it's not mm-hmm. super metroid and it's not metroid okay it is castlevania symphony of the night mm-hmm. that game is still playable yeah. no you that can game pick it up because they were wise enough a bunch yeah. of times yeah you, you, they were wise enough to make most of it pixel based the 3d parts are kind of gross there's not many of them but they don't look good the rest of it though it's it, it, it was the way it worked equipment in and the actual leveling and the choices of leveling and then you know, it sounds cliche it's now. crazy but shit you have to do to get those crystal up. knuckles. Yeah. And, and, and there's the cliche of flipping the castle upside down. That was the first one. And it was, I, I remember I was in college and I bought that on a whim. It was like exams and I had some extra cash and I went like, oh, Castlevania. I didn't know what it was. I bought it. And I like, didn't do anything else for like two weeks. Like nothing. Yeah. Barely ate. No, like I so good. figured out how to emulate it in college myself, and it was just like mm-hmm. reading a guide to it. And like, now you have to do this to flip the castle. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Flip the castle. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's something like I, this is 2010, and it's just like so many games don't do not do that. They just don't play with your expectations like that. Like, just make, yeah. make you think it's going to game end halfway through and then blow everybody's mind. It's so easy. It also, Infinite Wealth did it a bunch of times. Yeah. Castlevania, as a series, has always had some great music, and most of the good songs in Symphony of the Night did not come from Symphony of the Night. They came from earlier games, but they sound best in that game because it's CD-quality sound. It's the best Bloody Tears version you're ever going to hear. It's amazing. So, it's good. So, number two... Oh, they have the, that one has the best castle theme, I would say. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Number two is actually the first game that has a duplicate on our lists, and that mm. is Doom. Doom. Doom, I'm not sure if Doom should be applauded or, or shunned because Doom created the first-person genre. You would not have an entire generation of gray, boring military shooters if it wasn't for Doom. I Doom started applauded. this. It's applauded because it's, it's... It is... And, and, and I still again, have there's Doom. an argument to be made that Wolfenstein started it, and even then, Wolfenstein it had its own predecessor, but Doom it, it, was the it, one that it, did uh, it. Marathon first. was before that, so the thing, though, is that that I have Doom installed on my Xbox all the time. Because sometimes I just want, like you, Chance, I just want to play it through the first couple of levels because mm. it's still fun. Or I'll put it on the hardest difficulty level and play until I die. And that takes like an hour, and then I'm dead because it's really hard. 
but the game has insane legs. It runs on your calculator or your microwave or your MRI machine, like Alex mm-hmm. said earlier. The level design was way better than it had any right to be. The music still holds up. So that, yeah, that, and it, 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 if it did not create, it, it codified and popularized the entire FPS genre. The, the industry is had, inexplicably different in its absence. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it also had much, I don't know if Wolfenstein 3D had multiplayer, if it was any good, but Doom multiplayer. In college, we'd set it up on the LAN in the computer labs and just play like four, four player co op or four player Doom deathmatch. So good. So smooth. It's amazing. They didn't have PVE, did they? No. Uh, no. no, you could do co op. You could totally do oh, co op really? in Doom. Yeah. That's really neat. Mm hmm. With uh, friendly fire, which makes it really hard. None of us said first cool. multiplayer first person shooter I ever played was setting up Duke Nukem 3D with my high school girlfriend. There you go. Okay. And for and for some reason, like about after about forty five minutes of it, I remember typing into the chat, "Is this turning you on?" And as much as it's turning me on, she goes, "Yes." What is that? I go, "I don't know." <laughs> it, it got us both horny. I don't know why. Anyway. Uh So that that's number two. Number one is the literal progenitor of Elden Ring. Mm. You can trace Elden Kingsfield? Ring and Dark Souls, no, further back to where adventure games really began. Okay. Not the first one, but the second. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Interesting. All of these games come back to that. I accept Just the sense of adventure and exploration. Yeah, the first Zelda was the first one, but again, the Super Nintendo did so much better. The Super Nintendo, you can go back and play Link to the Past yeah. now, in that first forest area, and look at the shadows moving, you're like, wow, that looks really good. Yeah. No, it's all about attacking balls until you get stuff. I get it. Yeah, the, the, the sense of <laughs> just random discovery that's there, and the sense of overcoming, you know, difficulty with the bosses, it's there. That's where this was that all started. Bigger. Yeah. yeah. Setting yourself on and, fire to just, you know, keep shit from being <laughs> absolute garbage for a little while longer. I just... Of all of these, that is the one that I have not played for the longest. Yeah, and I yeah, do well, wonder if I sat down now and tried it, how much I would remember. Because that's, that's a childhood game. It's a long time ago. Yeah, the only thing that gives me trouble going back to Link to the Past is exactly the shit you, the steps you got to go through to upgrade the Master Sword. Yeah. Because you can upgrade it like two or three, I think it's three times. And one so. of the things I love is how the sound of swinging the sword changes mm-hmm. every time you upgrade it. The the fact that they did all this, you know, Alex, back to your Final Fantasy VI, Mm -hmm. they did all this with such limited resources. It's insane. You know, how how many pixels? Marvelous Three is the same thing. You know, how many pixels? How much? What they did with a flat plane and the sprite of an airship? My my God. Yeah, yeah, and it's and and Doom not not exactly a looker anymore either. But how they got like that three D engine actually running on that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, those are those are again those are not desert island games, but those are in my eyes the four pillars of kind of what we have now. You can take most yeah, Doom, games now. Doom was the first one of like moving through a three D environment. Yeah, hundred percent. You can you can take most games now and trace it back to one of those four. Maybe not the first person. Well, I mean, because I suppose like Elder Scrolls games are just a mix of Doom and. Zelda. I mean, it's just hybridizing mm, uh, the genres. There's no but, Doom, and like unless you just say that all three. It's just games first are person. Doom. Yeah, that that isn't really fair either. So that maybe maybe I mean, those. I, 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 I don't know. First person Elder Scrolls game. What? 
like I'd say the Elder Scrolls. Central Conceit is like oh, Elder Scrolls. Sorry, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Elder Scrolls. Elder, oh Elder yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. That's all about hacking. Mm. <laughs> swing, swing, swing. It's it's fun to like look at everything that came after Doom. You know how it goes through like Doom and then Hexen, and then like all the smaller ones like Blood. And then you get to like Quake. Dark Forces. And you finally get and to Quake play 3, Marathon, which is. Yeah, but the thing is, every I've tried playing Marathon. I didn't live almost every Marathon. major advance in the first-person genre since the original Doom, like repeatedly, probably the next three or four jumps in that genre were it entertainment. Yeah, like it was. It was what they did with Doom and Doom Two, which was basically the same thing, and then what they did with Doom Three, which completely changed the fucking game, and and Quake, I suppose. I, I think no Quake Three. Yeah, yeah. The, between between Doom Two and Doom Three, there's Quake. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so really, like, that one company did so much for the... What's what's funny yeah. is I tried... Because Quake and Quake 2 came out on Game Pass. I dialed them to try to play them again. They're not enjoyable. They don't... I don't know. They don't, mm. they don't feel... I think the early attempt at 3D movement just wasn't as good. Whereas Doom, it really is on a 2D plane. So it's, it's easier to go back to. Not as fiddly. But, yeah. That's the Mount Rushmore. Now I feel old, because those are all old-ass games. Well, we're old Including men. Including Mass Effect 2. <laughs> we are old men. And you kids should get off my fucking lawn. It's, yeah, my lawn is Mass Effect 2 yeah. is 14 years old this year. Jeez. Think about it. Re- It'll be driving I remember, soon. Ugh, I remember finishing Mass Effect 1 and going, that was good, but I wish I could have used Tali as a romance option. Well, they, they, they had you covered too. going forward. They did. Okay. They 100% did. I dumped Liara like a like a bad habit. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna gonna yeah, li- so Liara boring. was like the shadow heart of <laughs> so <laughs> of boring. One. Just shoved yeah. in your face, and she's fine. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. Had to make her a crime boss to make her interesting, and that didn't even work. <laughs> I like your I like your pet like hologram. He's neat. Mm. So does that mean it's time for headlines? Uh, I think so. We have now listed all of the great games that have ever been and ever will be. That's it. That's the definitive list. Now, I've got the Hollow Knight etched in stone. I'm happy with that. There we go. I love the old face. Oh, Galaxy I should have put on there. Oh, I remember. You love Galaxy. I love fucking Until love Galaxy. Until they patched it and they changed something and you hated right, it. And they made a shitty game after that and died. No, it, yes. wasn't, it wasn't the patch. It was, uh, yeah, it was oh, Galaxy, it was a different game. the Infinite or something. And yeah, yeah. when they, in, in, for, they were always going to do a, a third or a fourth act. But instead of that, they gave you like an endless mode, and it just was not like I did not enjoy it as much as the base game. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> headlines in entertainment news: The Boys season four premieres June thirteenth with thir- three episodes and subsequent episodes weekly until June eight or July eighteenth. Yay! I'll watch it. Uh, that Anna de Armas John Wick spinoff Ballerina has been delayed for an additional act for additional action sequences and will now come out June of twenty twenty five. Hmm. Not enough death. We need more death. Oh, I was hyped for that. Uh, Nicholas Cage is in talks to return for the live-action Spider-Man noir series. I keep on being reminded that that's a thing. That could go either way. That could yeah. definitely go either way, but it could be amazing. Uh, in Overwatch news, a hotfix to address balance issues following the Season 9 shakeup went up Wednesday night, buffing Zarya, Hog, and Junkrat, nerfing the projectile hitboxes of Soldier, Hanzo, Baby Diva, Widow, Mercy, and Lucio, buffing Alari's cooldowns and ult, 
nerfing Zenyatta's health and kick knockback, and nerfing Tracer's falloff from 12 to 10 meters. Um, one of the weird things they did, they slightly lowered the size of Widowmaker's projectile, but then they increased the range at which she's deadly. So overall, I think it's a buff for Widow, and I'm kind of worried about it. But again, Tracer's still fine. Uh, Dead Island 2 is now on Game Pass, listener. So if you have the lesser of the current-gen consoles... Go play it. It's good. Get yourself... Yeah, Dead Island 2 is, some, is a fun time. I picked up Riptide for free, and it, that kind of holds up. Well, Riptide is is uh, Techland. Mm-hmm. Well, Dead Island 2 is a completely different developer. That's Was it? Oh, that's right. Techland's yeah. still with Deep Silver. You're right. Mm-hmm. No, Techland okay. left Deep Silver. Oh, that's wait. That's why Dead okay. Island 2 is a different developer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did die on like, I'm an arrow. It took a million years to come out. <laughs> it sure did. And it was the biggest news of the week, Elden Ring's Shadow of the Erd Tree DLC was finally Woo-hoo! revealed this week with an awesome trailer. So it'll have, good. It'll have 10 plus bosses, 8 new weapon types, a boss equal to Melania, a poison swamp, and a map that is, quote, comparable if not larger than the area of Limgrave. It is Take out June 21st, five. and Miyazaki tends to under-promise. So if it ends up being twice the size of Limgrave, I won't be surprised. Oh, uh, boy. Um, I, you know what? I don't care. I don't care what the size of it is. The quality will be worth $40. I am. They, they have taken their sweet time with this one, and I can't wait. Yes. Did you, did you see the, like, the, the, the bear head dragon thing? Did you see how yes. it's like a parade like float? What, like what? Yeah, like, like what the fuck it's is a Chinese that dragon thing, monster. That, that, is a, that, that is a demented yeah. boss design. And then so there was a guy using like a bear roar... Like a dragon's, like like a dragon summon is currently used. You see that? Kung Fu shoes or something? Kung Fu shoes. What the fuck is that? I don't know what that is, but I want that build. Like <laughs> it's that's, that's going to make me like respect whatever character I get there with just to try that shit. That yeah. looks so fucking cool. Get your Dex character ready. It looks like they. It looks like they looked at the mods that were most popular and said we can do that. Because those They're Kung Fu mods for Elden Ring look fucking awesome. Um. Those four Xbox exclusive games going multi-platform were confirmed this week. Pentiment is out now on Switch and PS5. Hi-Fi Rush will be on PS5 March 18th. Grounded will be on PS5 and Switch April 16th. And Sea of Thieves will be on PS5 on April 30th. Pentiment is a great small-town mystery. Worth the time. Grounded on Switch is a good call. I like that. Yeah, for some reason I find Grounded more interesting than Sea of Thieves, but... um, but I also hate spiders, so. <laughs> hmm. I you can turn spiders. them off on the menu. And I like I like the idea of Sea of Thieves, but I really don't care for those graphics too much. It's just not. Yeah, a it's a little too plastery. Yeah. But rare uh, still exists, so that's fine. <laughs> they made a game people like, which is all I wanted yes. them to do. Which is not what anyone. I knew you had it in you guys. The last fifteen years. God, they just they basically just sat in their ass for like twenty. They, they were making bad Connect um, games for a while. Yeah. And then nobody liked Nuts and Bolts. <laughs> nope. Uh, new Game Plus for Spider-Man 2 is out on March 7th and will include new suits, the ability to change the color of the symbiote abilities, the ability to change time of day, which I love. It will always be nighttime when I play. And mm-hmm. the ability to pay five bucks for some seriously hideous uh, charity suits. 
Like, you're doing suits for charity, and they are suits that I would never fucking equip in a million years. Like, Google that shit right now. Right. Yeah, the pastel ones. Yeah. Spider-Man to charity suits. No, it's not. It's not merely pastel images. God, it's, it's so fucking ugly. The really eighties suits. It's it's like yeah, it's like eighties workout gear. Mm-hmm. With yeah. like neon everywhere, oh. it looks so. Oh god. Dumb. I, I like the yes. Miles like prom looking suit with the sunglasses. And like they're adding new suits, so I kind of want to check it out, but. Fuck, those are hideous. Like, I specifically don't want to support... Fresh Air comparisons is what, yeah. A little yeah, bit. A little bit. That's gross. But even then. But the thing is, Will Smith always looked good. <laughs> he could pull that shit off. That show holds the fuck up. These these don't look good. Uh, Rumors say Sony will release a PlayStation 5 Pro this year. For 500 bucks, I'll do it, but not a penny more. Yeah, and I, I, I too kind of want it, but I also know that, like, my current PS5 can output 4K 120 at mm-hmm. 120 frames, and my TV can't do 4K at 120 frames. Like, I've got a 4K TV, but it can do 4K 60. Oh, we've, we've reached variable. a different bottleneck then, yeah, the bottleneck is in yeah, the display, not the hardware. It, yep. Yeah, it doesn't have variable refresh rate. But I know that this gives my brother a slight advantage in aiming an Overwatch, and so it makes me want to upgrade my fucking TV. <laughs> my TV is already ridiculous. It's like 65 inches. I used to... My, my brother had like a big 40-inch flat screen at his place, and at, once I got the 65-inch, I would go over there once in a while just to hang out, you know, it's a holiday or something. And every time I would walk in the room, I'd go like, oh my god, your TV is so cute. <laughs> what do you mean? I go, well, it's just like a TV, only smaller. He's like, man, fuck you. And so when he got his new TV, he made sure it was bigger than mine. <laughs> yes. Literal dick-waving contest. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he made sure to get the variable refresh rate and all that jazz. I hate that. No, but at, you, uh... at this point, at this point, a TV that's, you know, the, si- the comparable size to mine with variable refresh rate... Um, mm-hmm. I could probably swing. I just kind of don't want to, because I like having some money in savings. You didn't that mention is... anything about the incredibly boring Nintendo Direct. No, was there anything to mention about the incredibly boring? The Nintendo only thing Direct? I noticed was they made a sequel to Ender Lilies, which is a Metroidvania that only I played and only I liked. Yeah, I called didn't watch Ender it. Magnolia. I, I saw a few headlines from it, but nothing that I needed to. I needed to click yeah, the only headlines that? that I wanted that I wanted to note were the Xbox exclusives coming over. And I did. There's something else with Shin, there's like a Shin Megami Tensei 5 like final edition or something like that. I, I, I tried to like that game. To read what was in that. Yeah, I tried to get into that game. I could not do it. It doesn't look good. Couldn't fun. do it. And this is like, we added a new campaign that starts halfway through. It's like an evil pathway. It adds 40 hours. And I'm just like, hmm. every time I try to, you know, an Atlas game that's not Persona, I'm just like, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Persona, well, the the Persona gives you so much other shit to do to invest you in the characters in the world, and all the other games kind of assume it. All the other games are written by other people, and they're nowhere near as good. Yeah. That is also true. Hmm. Well, the problem is I have Helldivers sitting right here in disc Ooh. form. And I don't know if I want to bother installing it now because I'm not sure if I can play, play it. it. Uh, no, yeah. again, like they, they've done a bunch of patches. Uh, one of the issues lately was that in order to not have to wait to get logged in, people were just sitting in the game. 
and people oh. were advertising this. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna make sure you don't have this issue trying to log in, just put your PlayStation Five into rest mode and walk away, or just leave oh, your computer on and walk away. And then tomorrow, dirty. when you wanna play more, you can. And so yeah, so they were taking Camping space. out in line. Uh, so when I when I logged in just after work today, I was just I popped right in. I was really surprised. I thought I was I thought I would end up playing Elden Ring, but no, it just it just popped me right in, and I could go and shoot some bugs. I've got I'm guessing 15 more hours left of Prince of Persia. It hit it just hit the second hours, plot huh? twist. Yeah, no, it's big. <clears throat> mm. I've already I've already got 20 in on it. I, I just Talk. hit the second plot twist and. The map like says it? like 60-some percent. I don't even know where more is, so there's probably just a whole other section I haven't been to yet, if not two. So <sighs> That's a good Metroidvania. Yeah, it, well, it, it hides you, uh... areas in places you don't think they're going to be. Yeah. Which is fun. Well, maybe there's just a bunch of secrets you haven't found. That is awesome. also 100% true. There's a really cool... In, in, it's like the main haven area, it's called, and you go to the right, there's an elevator. And there's a room there with this giant, like, mosaic. But it's mostly empty when you start. And as you play through, you end up finding jars of sand. You break the jar of sand, and it breaks part of the prophecy. And it's beginning to tell you what happened in Mount Kaf, what happened to King Darius. And I've got, like, maybe a third of it done. I'm like, oh, where, all the, where the fuck are they hiding these things? It's insane, because you, you get actual benefits for that. Like, you, every couple of jars you break, you get, like, another slot on your necklace for another, another medal or money, or health upgrades, so it's, it's worth the time to find these, and there's lots of them, so it's good, I'm telling you, it's it's good, just forget the Ubisoft part, and, and relax, it's good. <laughs> I'll I'll forget the Ubisoft part, and remember the money part. That I, I understand, on, so. I understand. Uh, but when, once you get to Helldivers, uh, yeah, well, uh, let, let me you know, know. I, can, I can help you out. Yeah. Let me know when the server is clear. I will. I've, yeah, I'm, exactly. mm, it looks fun as shit. Well, again, today I was able to hop right in, so it, it might be resolved. Maybe Sony tightened or loosened up the pocketbooks and gave them some more server space or something. I mean, well, why no, wouldn't they? Apparently, it's because the engine is so old and it's doing constant calls. Like every time you, as you go throughout a mission. You will pick up a medal, and a medal is one of the things you spend in the uh, the free battle pass, basically called the war bond, uh, to unlock like new weapons or new perks for your hell pod, so that when you step out of the hell pod on the surface, you're fully armored, or you're fully you got you know a max ammo for all your weapons, or you um, your limbs have extra health, or uh, one of them is your radar covers a larger radius. Um, and so you, as you pick up that thing on the surface of the planet, it sends a call to the server oh. to say, this guy just picked up this war bond, or just, just picked up a, a piece of this currency. And, it DDoS uh, itself. That's funny. And sometimes <laughs> I would pick up the thing, in the, and like the game wouldn't freeze, but I wouldn't be able to move for like 30 seconds. And that hasn't happened so far today. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's just, that, it's just that the architecture the game was built on was ancient and couldn't just be scaled up. Like, it had to be fixed, basically, hmm. and some of it rewritten. And, yeah, it's just a matter of man hours. It's not a matter of just throwing money at it yeah, okay. and, and spooling up new servers. It's just time. That's how it works. Okay, well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, just man hours. And that's all, all I right. got. In that case. Productive week. Do either of you have AT&T? Is your phone back on? <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that. No, it's happened with us for Verizon down here, like, a couple months ago. 
Yeah, but it was so widespread that it made me think like this is Russia testing. Uh, you know what? The thought crossed my mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, AT&T came out and said, nope, nope, software upgrade problem. There was oh, okay. a, a communications uh, tower that just disappeared from, I think, Colorado, small town, in the middle of the <laughs> night. That is very strange. That is sounds like something a military would do. What do I know? Aliens. Could it be? Yeah, Isaiah, you know what? It's those aliens that keep popping out of the ocean. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. According to the Navy. It's oh, never it's aliens. Nice. I wish it was aliens, but it's never going to be aliens because the universe is too goddamn big. That's depressing. We are never going to be invaded from the outside. I'll, I'll take that. I choose to believe in dark forest theory and live in fear. Yeah. Ever read that? Eh, no. No. What, what is this referring to? How like all spacefaring uh, um, species just hide from everyone else and just snipe at each oh, other because we're all yeah, humongous the veil. threats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you don't want to be found. Nope. Oh, you figured out how to make nukes? Fuck off. Yeah, no, we're not coming to see you. We don't want to deal with you because your planet's probably a mess. It's easier just so. to kill you. <laughs> just wait for a gamma ray burst from a star from, you know, a couple, you know, 10, 20, 30 light years away. Cooks have We'll make Earth. it quick. That's we how promise. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. In that case, Alex, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in a week.